Hey everybody, it's Greg Griffin here with the Dream Sports Podcast, where it's more than just playing a game. On this podcast, I sit down with individuals who are making a living in the world of sports. And no, I'm not talking about the star athlete. I'm talking about the non-athlete. On each episode, I'll sit down with a special guest to learn about their journey, their struggles, and their day-to-day operation and what they do. And also, maybe even learn a few things or two. So sit back, relax, and join in the fun on the Dream Sports Podcast, where it's more than just playing a game. We have my good friend um, Tim Van Voren from uh, Fox Six uh, Sports here. Um, I can say the um, the newly you know sports director, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. About uh, a little over a year now, Tom Pippen's retired. Okay. Uh, and Tom and I had worked together forever, mm-hmm. and uh, still stay in touch. And he's doing great. And you know, viewers will say, "What's Tom up to?" Yeah, so yeah. I'm happy to be able to say he's still doing great. Um, but then I did take over his his title I guess mm-hmm. I don't want to say I took over for him because it's so different in this business sure. but I did take over the title so it's been about a year a little over that and um, yeah it's, it's been fun I uh, I grew up not too far from here and I'm, I'm always amazed to think that I'm a sports director in yeah. Milwaukee on TV it's kind of what I always really dreamed about doing okay. and here I am doing it. So you it. had this itch early on like in, in high school maybe? Yeah college you know or? it's just one of those things uh, Greg where I watched TV okay. like everybody. You know, there Me too. <laughs> I mean, there, there weren't so many TV options back then okay. you know what I mean you watched the news yeah. that was kind of what you had to watch and uh, I, I liked it it was one of those things I I thought well that might be fun somewhere mm-hmm. along the line and just kind of was able to do a few things in school and get okay. some experiences, and I'm sure we can talk about some of that, but just to kind of get started, and nothing along the way turned me off to it. Okay. So it just kind of kept going. Okay. And now I came to Milwaukee, I came to Fox 6, which was CBS back then, Channel yeah, that's 6. True, that's true, yeah. Um, in 1990. So I okay. think it's been that many years. Who's counting, right? <laughs> but to think it's been that many years uh-huh. of, of really doing what I love, I just feel so fortunate. So you don't look at it like, you know, when people say you find your niche, your passion, it's not a job per se, right? I, I would say um, I don't see it as a job. Okay. I see it as uh, I am in the, the, the greatest spot I could be in. I, okay. I like what I do, love what I do, to be honest with you. And... You know, you don't make maybe as much money as somebody in the in the larger markets, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody in another line of work. But I'll tell you, I can't imagine they enjoy their jobs any more than I do. Absolutely, to me, I put tremendous value in that. And then you think about we're in the state, excuse me, of, of Wisconsin, where we have, I think we have it kind of made with the variety of sports that we have. You know, other markets may not have that, right? Well, you're exactly right, and I think that's partly why it's gone so quickly. To be honest with you, okay. all those years because. Uh, you know, the Brewers roll into the Packers, roll into mm-hmm. the Bucks, and you've got the badges, and you have the golf tournaments and the races, yeah, yeah. and there's always something going on, and pretty soon, hey, you're back into another year. You don't even think it yeah. that way. I, I always hope that our news reporters, for instance, if they've been here a long time, mm-hmm. enjoy their jobs as much, and maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know. But to me, in sports, it's just so easy mm-hmm. because of the level of uh, change and the variety yeah, yeah. that we talk about, and people care about their sports here too. Yeah, you know, uh, some markets in the nation are bigger, mm-hmm. and 
you go there and maybe you're on vacation or you talk to somebody who lives there or something and say for instance Orlando just sure. as an example okay. it's a much larger TV market than Milwaukee and nice weather like, and nice weather so <laughs> right. you think to yourself whoa hey I wonder if I ever want to work in Orlando and then you get right down to it people don't really care about the sports in Orlando yeah. because yeah. of the nice weather mm -hmm. and because they move from somewhere else and they're transplants sure. so they care about their their team back wherever they move yeah. from so if you watch the TV sports in Orlando just as an example they get maybe a minute's worth of time on okay. the news because it's that, not that that's not what they devote the yeah. time to. Whereas here, you know how it is in the fall, we can talk about the Packers for three uh, hours and sure people can. say, where's right. that fourth hour? Right, you know right. Maybe I mean? all year round. Absolutely. No <laughs> question about it. So some things like that make Milwaukee, to me, really a gem of a place to be a sports guy. So take me down memory lane, so to speak. Um, you know, earlier when you talked about, you know, you, so you've been here since, you know, 1990, but where were you at before? Like, when did you find out that this is what you wanted to do, and how did you get in? Because a lot of times, you know, even me growing up, you know, I would watch you on television, like, man, but I see you on television, but I don't know, mm -hmm. right, how, how individuals like yourself got to this point. Well, <clears throat> first of all, and, and I'll give you the backstory, but first of all, I, I just, you cannot discount good fortune and people being nice to you. Absolutely. And I think that's true in a lot of fields, mm -hmm. uh, and it's certainly true in this one, and I'm very appreciative and uh, try to remain respectful of the people who kind of helped open some opportunities for me. Sure. Uh, Sounds like networking to me, right? Networking um, and, and just like like you would tell somebody in any profession, and maybe we'll get into some of this, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, if, if somebody gives you an opportunity, seize the, try, take that opportunity and sure. then try to seize it, I okay. guess is what it comes down to. So I grew up in West Bend, mm -hmm. and I was uh, fortunate enough, I, I one of my first jobs, I worked at the YMCA there. Hey, I did too. That's our connection. I didn't go. know that. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a good job. And one of the guys who came in ran the radio station in West Bend. Okay. Okay. So I'm 15 years old, whatever it might be, 16. Okay. And he would come in. And, and you know, I wasn't the most outgoing kid in the world. But for some reason, at one one day, I just, because I used to work the people where they checked in and you gave them the towel and whatever, yep. they get a key for the locker. Um, and I said, you know, I, I've always kind of been interested in communications, sure. radio, that sort of thing. Could I ever come just have a, maybe a tour at the radio station? Okay. So a few months later, he either came to the Y or called me. I don't specifically remember. But he said, hey, why don't you come in and we can chat about radio? Sure. So this is in West Bend. I'm a high school kid. I, okay. You know, I went in there. And my parents were saying, well, you never know. This is a good opportunity. Good, go back to your word. Networking, working, that yeah. sort of thing. His name was Larry Tainter. And we had a nice conversation, and I think he could tell that I was genuinely interested in the field. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what, this summer I think we need to add somebody to staff, kind of just part-time staff. Would you have any, I know you have a good job at the Y, yeah, a yeah. high school job, but would you be interested? I jumped at the chance, yeah, sure, yeah. I, I don't, sure. Okay. Uh, and really that's where it started for wow. me. And that job entailed basically emptying the garbage cans mm -hmm. and cutting the lawn around the, the, the station building. And okay. You know, just kind of being around it and learning it and meeting some people and, you know, once in a while maybe getting a chance to do something to help sure. out on a show or something okay. like that. And as I say, I, I never was discouraged. I kept thinking, this is this is such a blast. I, I like being mm -hmm. a part of this. And that got me on the path. So you were in their environment, right? Because yes. when I'm here, it may, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, it may even sound like internship before it was like an internship was popular, right? <laughs> it, was, it was basically a go-for job. Okay. They, they did need somebody to cut the lawn and, sure. and you know take care of the weeds. And uh, back in that day, you know, it was way before cell phones and yeah. way before you know, internet. So okay. hey, I need you to take this package to the to the uh, dairy, you know, fifteen sure. miles away because they're doing an advertisement or something. So yeah, I, I the car and drove there. That was okay. all part of what it was at that time. 
Um, so you're right. Being exposed to it was just eye-opening for and me. And being willing, too, right? Yeah, my parents were supportive. Larry yeah. Tainter, again, was, was uh, just very gracious with the opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so by the fall then, Greg, he, he said, I'd like you to go. He, was, he, he loved to do high school sports play-by-play. Okay. You know, he's an older guy. He had been doing it for okay. years. We were talking about that yeah, earlier, right? right? <laughs> and kind of the energy of high school sports on a Friday, that's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he enjoyed doing it. You know, okay. He was an executive. He ran the station. But this he, was this kind of his outlet. Yeah, yeah. So he said, I'd like you to come with me on Friday nights. Uh, to help out with the broadcast, well, okay. I jumped at that. You know, sure. now and and this is where I, I, this is where, you know, in high school maybe you wanted to be with your friends on Friday nights mm. and going to the games, or maybe you were playing football. Yeah. So, so for me, it worked out great. I can understand where people would have another choice at that time, yeah. and maybe make another choice. But for me, this really was the kind of get me on the road okay. to where I am even today. Okay. So you do have to just make some choices mm-hmm. as you go along, mm-hmm. but. We would get in his car and drive from West Bend to, say, Watertown. Big road game. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. I've been to Watertown. Hey. <laughs> We'd stop at Hardee's, you know. Yep. And get I'm thinking, this is, you know. This uh, is big time, uh, right? This, this, I literally thought this is the big time. Yep. You know, you and I are sitting here laughing, but I'm telling you, I thought it was the big time. Uh, and, you know, to me, this was this was what the TV guys were doing. They were going yeah, to a game. Yeah. You know, I was going to a game. And so I would just kind of set up the equipment, and Larry would do the game, and I'd use the binoculars sure. and tell him it was number 74 who made the tap, you know, whisper to him number 74, mm-hmm. and he'd say that on the air and everything else. So it went pretty well, and again, he was a much older guy than I was, but very nice, and very nice with his time. And so we, did, I think we got along well. Okay. And then he said, I, I'd like you to do the basketball season with me as well, so I prepared to do the same thing and then one Friday he said I'm going to put you on the air tonight uh oh okay okay so, I, I'm getting nervous right <laughs> I, you're, you're, I know what you're saying I'm thinking well uh, yes I want to do that but what is that going to mean yeah yeah so I you know I told my parents and they're listening to the, to the game you know listening to the Friday night <laughs> no pressure right game. and Larry was was a great guy and again he was enthusiastic and he was passionate and, and he said something along the lines this isn't verbatim but okay. something along the lines of there's Jamie Tennis and he passes it out there to Tony Mickles and they go inside. There's Steve Hop back out to Tony Mickles. He makes the basket and he's fouled. Yeah. Incredible play. Tim, how many points does he have tonight? Larry, he has six points so far tonight. Thanks, Tim. Oh. And then he'd go on and on and on. And that was about all I That's said. It. <laughs> that was Nicely done, right? That was my breakthrough. But, you know, I, I thought it was great and uh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And that was my introduction to it. Okay. And, again, it just kind of spawned from there okay and eventually then larry said you know have take a larger role and then we got the high school baseball which wasn't as big a deal mm-hmm. in the springtime and summer on the radio as football and basketball and so he let me do some games by myself okay. i would just go there and set the whole thing up and you know you talk about hands-on experience yeah. and doing something you love so boom there you go starts in radio in west bend wisconsin there you go shout out to west bend wisconsin there you go. right <laughs> there you go so still appreciative of those days and from there to college, okay. I kept working with the radio station. Uh, I'd go back in the summer and work. Uh, okay. One one summer, the um, the lady who wrote the commercials mm. had a baby. Okay. So perfect timing. She's going to be out for a couple of months. Here I come back from college. Would you write commercials for a summer? Sure. I don't know anything about it, but sure. Why not? Yeah. And it turned out to be a great experience. Okay. So you learn, hey, how do I write 30 seconds worth of material about a local restaurant. And they not, get the point across too, right? That's right. I mean, not all that. 27, okay. not 33. They're buying a 30-second 30 30. commercial. Wow. So okay. 
just great, great experiences, great opportunity. A lot of good fortune involved, as I say. Uh-huh. And um, then I did do an internship at Channel 4. I went to Marquette. Okay. So there you go. Sound, yeah, 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 connection. Go. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I did an internship at Channel 4, um, which was wonderful. I mm-hmm. loved it. That was my first TV experience. And then they had a job opening on the radio side of WTMJ with Jack Baker. I don't know how far you, back you go, Greg, listening to the radio, but he did sports talk. Okay. And he um, was one of the first people to ever really do sports talk at night. Jack Baker, another wonderful gentleman. And he needed somebody to get answer the phones, mm-hmm. do the information, that sort of thing. So I got a job there. And so then I left the radio station in West Bend to, you know, so I, I was employed basically by sure. WTMJ okay. Radio. And same sort of thing eventually worked into doing a little bit on the air yeah, and that okay. sort of thing so i had a little tv experience from the internship i had a lot of radio experience mm-hmm. and i thought you know here i, I go know, in the yeah. world i hope yeah that's yeah. kind of what it came down to so okay fast forward now to um present day thinking and uh, kind of also also thinking back to you know your journey right okay what do you think is the major difference um in terms of how um sports is is kind of i guess given to to the audience right because social media is so powerful but i mean you came up when wasn't social media wasn't really there so nope. you know what's the difference in, in your mind it's a huge difference mm-hmm. um the technology was kind of the first thing that really really okay, changed sure yeah yeah because when i started out you know and i do highlights at 10 o'clock on the news i worked in peoria illinois it was the first mm-hmm. place i worked in tv and we'd say hey we have bradley basketball was a big thing yeah. there so we'd say hey we'll have bradley basketball highlights for you at 10 o'clock well, the games weren't on TV, you yeah. know what I mean? So when we played four highlights on the news, people, that that was the way they saw the game. game. Okay. okay. So okay. nowadays, this would this kind of change where now all of a sudden every game's on TV, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And now people have devices where they can yeah. follow play <laughs> by play. They, they know what's happening yeah. more than I do. Yeah, yeah. So it changed where you were the authority because you had this information other people didn't have. Now you're on equal footing. Mm-hmm. They have the same level of information. So the technological change was first. Then the social media, to, to me, came along with it. Okay. And the players able to put their own message out there on social media. They don't really need okay. the reporter in the locker room anymore to say, they, how was the game? Because they can do it this pretty tweet much it or yeah. Instagram it or whatever they want okay. themselves their own way. So it has really changed a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's still an audience for sports. So you need to evolve with what the viewers want. Okay. And so... That's a constant challenge. Mm-hmm. And again, people have so many ways of, of, you know, they can watch any game they want. They watch any NBA game they want from anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Every play. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not giving them something they can't get factually or visually. You need to give them some insight okay. or some analysis or an opinion that they respect. Okay. Or, hey, I talked to um, Jabari Parker this week and he said, watch out for this in this game. And now here's how it happened. Uh, something that's beyond um, just well, what here's you the see, three yeah. highlights because you used to be able to three highlights was enough yeah it's uh, not anymore yeah so now i guess that's a great way to like segue into the next like um, question what makes a great story in this day and age like and you kind of touched on that right it's like the inside to the more than the game itself right i think that's it because again people can pick what they want to yeah, watch yep. they can pick what they want to read they they can they're self-selecting what they think interests them. So mm-hmm. you have to give them something 
beyond that. Okay. So we do something on our 9 o'clock news called Beyond the Game. Okay. When we first started doing this, we don't do the highlights on our 9 o'clock news. We do it at 5, 6, and 10. But mm-hmm. at 9 o'clock, our only sports element is a story, about a two-and-a-half-minute story a night. And when we first started doing this, I thought, boy, that's going to be tough, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure I like that. I'll tell you, Greg, it's been one of the greatest things in the world. Really? Okay. Because as a reporter, it forces you to go find a story. It's not just a game being played and, okay, you know that there are going to be some highlights. You have to go out and find a story. And then, hopefully, it's interesting to your viewers. Mm -hmm. And I think of the stories we've done. I did one recently about a high school basketball, a girls' high school basketball player who was hospitalized twice for anorexia and eating Mm. disorder when she was in eighth grade and freshman year, and her parents were at wit's end, and what's even going to happen with this girl? Is she going to basically survive? And she was able to come through it. Now she's a very successful high school player. She's going on to play in college. She wants to send a message to other people out there. There's help available, that sort of thing. So that's the kind of story that most people aren't either going to know about or self How would you find it? And those are the stories we're able to tell in this longer format. And to me, they're very rewarding. So that makes a good story. Or if if I'm covering a Packer game, and I've covered a lot of Packer games. Yeah, yeah. the ups and downs, right? (laughs) The ups and downs. If I'm covering a Packer game, you know, because I've covered so many games, I should know kind of who the key players are, not just in who scored the touchdown, but really who the leaders are behind the scenes or who I could get a good answer from when certain things happen around the team. Okay. I've, I've covered every game. They, here's just good fortune. They assigned, we, we developed this new show on Sunday mornings in 1996. They said, Tim, you want to host that? I've there been going go. every yeah. Packer game home and away since really? 1996, Greg. It doesn't and get tired. I mean, because <laughs> that's, that's a lot of, tra- you know, since 1996. That, I counted woof. up, that's, that's 350-something games. You yeah. Know, you start throwing that, sure, sure, that's a lot of travel, yeah, yeah. you know. But think, a lot of success, and, mm-hmm. and people are paying to be there, and I'm getting paid to be yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm on the right side of the curve for sure. Say that but again, because right? because <laughs> of all that, yeah. because of all that, I should have something to offer our viewers mm-hmm. that they don't have by sitting at home. You know, people watch the game, they've slow-moed the play, they've gone back, they've watched it themselves, they have their own opinion, they've been on social media. So what more do they yeah. want? I need to find, find something okay. more that they want. And that's a continuing challenge, and yeah. that's good. Yeah, and I was going to say, that that keeps you sharp, right? That, that keeps your skills sharp. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, what? How, how would one, how would you describe keeping your skills sharp in this day and age, right? I mean, and stuff like that is, is key, right? You hope you're doing the right things. Yeah. You know what I mean? We I might be putting energies in an area that, that isn't working. Who sure. knows? So you hope you're doing the right things. But you, I've, I've, you know, kind of forced myself. Be better on social media, mm-hmm. you know, kind of as when I was 27 years old, I was the same age as some of the players. Yeah, you know what okay, I mean? I could yeah. talk their language. We were doing the same uh, I, I relative, mean, but yeah, right. I mean, we had a different connection. Mm-hmm. Now I'm quite a bit older than the players. Now I'm, I'm older than half the coaches. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have to work to find connections with them that aren't as readily apparent okay. as they once were. So these are things that does force you to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, I'm going to miss some of my relationships with Packer assistant coaches over the last few years that had been there a long time. Those were some of my, you know, real cherished relationships sure. to talk to those guys. But the flip side of that is meet new people, yeah. connect Foss with them, new, get yeah. to them, get their ideas. And I think on the coaching staff itself, they feel that so Mike McCarthy, you mix it up a little bit, bring mm-hmm. in some fresh juice. It doesn't mean the raw, the last guys were bad. Yeah, it just, means it might be time to change a little bit or keep it fresh. Okay. So that's some of the stuff I'm trying to do as well. And then with that, you know, social media, you you have to 
um, almost tune out sometimes social media because um, with everyone having access to social media, they, they feel like I can do your job, mm-hmm. you know, better, 10 times better, right? So it's like kind of t- touch on that because there's so many people that may want to jump into the industry. And they feel they know how to do it because they, you know, Twitter fingers, as I like to call it sometimes, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, what what advice would you give someone looking to, to jump in, um, in in this industry, just the world in sports? As I, I guess I would say have your eyes open. Okay. You know what I mean? There are a lot of people out there who have their own editing studios at sure. home. With yeah. it. They can put together great things. So there are a lot of talented people doing this as a sidelight. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. doing it on the side of another job they sure. have. There are a lot of people who could do more. You have to understand that that's all going on out there. But by the same token, I, I still remember when I was in high school, mm-hmm. basically being somewhat discouraged by counselors telling me, communications, that, that, oh, what, yeah, kind of, yeah, what kind yeah. of upside is that as a career? Maybe yeah. you want to do something else. And it, to me, I, I don't fault them. They were trying to help. I'm saying to me, though, I, I thought, well, this, but this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I didn't have an uncle in the business. I wasn't yeah. a former athlete. I didn't have any... Inside connection, doors yeah. for me. Sure. Okay, you know, I I wasn't some you know uh, real Ken or Barbie type that's going to look great on TV. Uh-huh. So you just have to try to work your way through. It. And I feel so. If it ended tomorrow, I would say it's been wonderful. You yeah. know what I mean? So I still encourage people today, high school, college students. If it's what you want to do, there is a career there for you. Yeah. There is uh, there is a goal worth striving for in this profession. You, you are going to have to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. You are going to have to, you know, lower yourself a little bit maybe in what you wanted to make economically or where you wanted to live first yeah. off. And you're going to embarrass yourself a yeah. little bit. And you have to be willing to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to do in this day and age because, you know, Facebook society, nobody puts the, the blooper picture out there. They put the pretty picture out there. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be willing to make your mistakes. I made a million of them okay. and still do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to learn from those mistakes and try to go forward in the industry as well. So then, um, what about mentorship, right? Because uh, you said you know spoke earlier um, about um, Tom Pippins, right? In terms of like how sure. you know you're not replacing him per se. You just you know moving into that role. Um, talk about that because I feel like it's important, even at a, a young age, to find someone that may be in the industry or whatever profession you want to get into and, and just pick their brains a little bit, you know, maybe take them out for tea or coffee or whatever it may be. Um, is that important still to this day and age? You think I, so? Or? I think it's, it, it's, it's uh, just a huge thing. I really do. Um, and uh, I remember people being nice to me. We talked a little bit mm-hmm. about that and I, I try to always say, well, I was in the, that student's shoes sure. not that long ago. Somebody being nice to them, somebody giving them a little encouragement, somebody they can give them a little guidance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all it takes. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I definitely think if you're asking the student, yes, they should seek some of those relationships. Okay. It is harder today to get internships just because of the change in the corporate culture. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, that makes sense. When, when I started out, literally, I, you know, they, they would let me do, they were happy to have somebody do the work. Hey, you want to run out there? in your own car yeah. and do this and that or whatever. Nowadays, it's, you know, potential liability, a yeah. lot of different issues. How many Very hours business-like. Yeah. Very business-like, and I understand it. It's the protection of yeah. the world. So the actual specific uh, technical internship is harder to come up with, but you certainly could do job shadowing. Mm-hmm. You certainly could. I know Marquette has a wonderful mentorship program. We do. You mm-hmm. certainly could try to find a mentor and connect with that person, him or her, and ask them questions, develop a relationship. They will help 
you just open your eyes to things. I love when we get a job shadow in here at our station at Fox 6, uh, a high school student or a college student, just to walk them through. Okay. Right? Because you might not have had any idea that such and such a job even exists in here. Uh, yeah. And you might think, well, oh, I, I want to be a sportscaster. And after a conversation or after a day of observing, you might say, I, you know, I'm not sure that is what I want to do. Okay. And to me, there's great value in learning what you don't want to ah, do. That's very important. Particularly learning that before you're 26 yeah. and living in uh, the middle of Montana making yeah. you know, $20,000 yeah. a year. And these are not exaggerations, trying to get ahead in the, in the business. Yeah. And then you say, this isn't for me, and you're kind of starting over. Yeah. So I, I do want to definitely stress to students, there is a job out there. There is a field out there for mm -hmm. the, for you. There is an opportunity for you to succeed in this profession. It won't be easy. Have your eyes open. But don't de be discouraged yeah. if it's what you want to do. Because you're going to have to be proactive. Yeah, because a lot of times we start something, and we're like, oh, no, this is the turnover is not the way I want it. Like, I call it almost like the microwave industry or society, right? We want it fast, right? Uh, and unfortunately, most of the time it's not that way, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and you said there's a job out there for you. Uh, that's kind of how I created this podcast, right? It's just the simple fact of introducing people to different, you know, aspects of the world of sports other than just, just playing because we all may have played and then we think, oh, we're in our minds, we're going to the highest level, right? <laughs> no one of can course, tell us otherwise, right? Absolutely. Still thinking about right. it. <laughs> I stand, my my back a, didn't go that on. That is a pipe dream <laughs> right. for me, at least. I'll tell you that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that's why I find it important to, to share individuals that we may have watched or, or heard of or, or see on television. Like, How did they get there? You know? yep. um, and it's important. So that's why I'm doing it. So I'm thankful, you know, for you allowing me to come in and, you know, sit down and chit-chat with you. Well, it's been an enjoyable conversation. And I, you know, I was in the same spot. I still am in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You watch network TV or something, you realize those guys or gals mm -hmm. got there somehow. Yeah. So they had to make some of the right choices. And you know what? I, I look back. I worked in Peoria, Illinois, the only other TV job I had other than here in okay. Milwaukee for three years. And I'll admit, I'm, I'm glad I'm not still in Peoria, mm -hmm. but those are three of the best years of my life, three of the most uh, you know, productive years to sure. learn about the business, to learn about how to do things, learn about yourself. Yeah, you know, The yeah. first time you do make those mistakes and you're too embarrassed to go to your apartment building and be seen because you, you really butchered it on yeah. the air, you know what I mean? <laughs> or the first time you get recognized. You, know, oh, you, think yeah, that's, yeah. you think that's an easy part of it? I'll tell you, it throws you. Okay. You know what I mean? Or yeah. then you rec you realize people may recognize you anytime. You're in the grocery oh, yeah. store or, you know, so you so learn it's a to hard carry life to carry yourself. Yeah, I was say. Those, I, I'm, you know, forever thankful having had those experiences on that level as opposed to some of these athletes or entertainers who get thrust into it immediately yeah. and really never have the learning curve. Okay. that's that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's like... It's almost like, hey, you go to the grocery store, and somebody say, hey, are you the guy on, you know, right. And it totally catches you off guard. Initially, yeah, yeah. it totally catches you off guard because that hasn't happened to you before. Yeah. So how do you make that adjustment, right? How do you make that adjustment? How are you prepared for it? How are you friendly to the person? How do you realize sometimes you do have to disengage from a sure. conversation to go on with your, or, or you're, you know, you're out to eat with a, a friend or sure. a significant other, and you... You just yeah, that's all comes with it, and we it, may no, not know. It's all experience. Yeah, it's okay. All experience, Greg, and, and you know, you can't yes. have experience until you have experience. That's so true. I'm, I'm gonna steal that, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, 
So anything else you want to, you know, share before, you know, before we close out this this episode, like most memorable moment, you know, covering, you know, a sporting event, um, kind of like you said earlier about the, the story that, that touches our, you know, uh, at our hearts, pull at our hearts, anything like that? You know, I've been just so fortunate to have so many experiences like that, to be honest with you. For me, now I'm a little bit older than a lot of people are probably going to be listening to this, mm-hmm. uh, but th- when the Packers went to Super Bowl 31, I'm going okay. that far back, okay. they hadn't been there in ages. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? uh-huh. They go to New Orleans. I was a young guy. Okay. You know, here we are. It's this magical Brett Favre ride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were staying off the French Quarter for 11 days in New Orleans okay. talking about football and the Super Bowl. And yeah. That's, that's going to be hard yeah. for me to ever top. Yeah, that's true. But Super Bowl 45 was wonderful for the Packers. And, you know, getting to cover playoff action with the Bucks and playoff action with the Brewers, I, again, point out I'm old enough, those teams weren't in the playoffs sure. for a long time, you know, and the Brewers in particular were down, mm-hmm. and then they made it back. So um, it's just been interesting, these college basketball teams and the success yeah. and the relationships, and it's just been great. And uh, the seasons have gone so quickly that it's hard to stick out, have one thing uh, stick out. But I would just, I guess if you ask me what I'm trying to leave people with, it would be just be yourself. The mm-hmm. sample size in any field you're going to get into gets large enough that your true personality is revealed. If you go mm-hmm. into this field, don't be afraid to let your true personality come out. Okay. It ultimately will anyway. Yeah, yeah. But if you go into teaching or you go sure. into sales, whatever it is, your personality is going to come out. It's all it's going to be on you. Yeah. Uh, more so than your resume or the college you graduated from or the grades you got mm-hmm. in high school or college. It is on you in this day and age, and for sure. Yeah. Um, and and just be believe in yourself. Yeah. I, you know that's kind of cliched, but if you it's can true, do it, right? yeah. it's a big step up. Okay, appreciate it, appreciate it. Again, thank you for your time. Um, you guys have been tuning in to the Dream Sports Podcast, where it's more than just playing a game. Thank you again very much. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to the Dream Sports Podcast, where it's more than just playing a game. So what do you think? Please go subscribe at iTunes and or SoundCloud. And there you can write a review, write the show, and let me know your thoughts. Thanks again.